Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Bitson. I am your host today. Uh, unfortunately, Brad Gray is not able to join us and we ask all our listeners to to lift him up in prayer and his beautiful little daughter who's not feeling well today. Uh, but surprise, surprise, I came into the studio this morning and Heather Carroll is in studio. Quite the odd duo we're going to be this morning. <laughs> and so how wonderful is that? The Holy Spirit uh, has brought Heather into our midst this morning so that we can bring you the good news um, right from our studio here in Fargo. So we are so grateful that you're here with us this morning. And as with everything, we begin it in prayer. Uh, Today, Heather, I'd like to share the prayer of St. Francis. I kind of stumbled on this Mm -hmm. last Friday as I was reflecting on my last day of my last year, (laughs) because my birthday was on Saturday. And, uh, And then this is what the Lord gave me, and I just was so grateful. Be at peace. Do not look forward in fear to the changes of life. Rather, look to them with full hope that as they arise, God, whose very own you are, will lead you safely through all things. And when you cannot stand it, God will carry you in his arms. Do not fear what may happen tomorrow. The same everlasting Father who cares for you today will take care of you today and every day. He will either shield you from suffering or will give you unfailing strength to bear it. Therefore, be at peace and put aside all anxious thoughts and imaginations. St. Francis de Sales. Amen. Amen. We thank him for his words of wisdom, his... uh, is just holy life and uh, you know whether you're turning your next year in your life or mm-hmm. you know think about our changes in our country happening this year with the inauguration and mm-hmm. pray for peace and and just civility that yeah, uh, we can just prayer. continue to be the light yeah so anyway we um, have our saints that we can look to in in times of change and times of hope um and every single day of our life yeah yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to be up here. We were here for an all-staff retreat, an all-staff meeting, and Brad, uh, his daughter got sick, and so I'm like, hey, I'll join you, Janine, and we met this morning. We've talked before, but it's strange to mix a Sioux Falls host with a Fargo host, and I love it that we are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we are just so grateful for our 10 diocese listening area right? and beyond, and we have so much to be grateful for. And as with every show, no matter where we host from, mm-hmm. it's the Holy Spirit. It's God's Word that is coming through the airwaves. And, and we just pray that as hosts that we get out of the way and let right. Him speak through us, right? Yep. Come Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes, yes. And so thank you for being here. It's wonderful. Uh, but also what is wonderful, our first guest from Fargo, North Dakota, we have Tom O'Keefe from the New Life Center. Tom, welcome. Thanks for joining us. You're, you're, you're most welcome. 
Uh, like I said, I'm Tom O'Keefe. Uh, I'm uh, a member of St. Anna and Yoakum Church here in Fargo. I've been married to my beautiful wife, Audrey, for 35 years. I have three grown uh, daughters and four grandchildren. I spent most of my life in healthcare administration, uh, director of nursing and, and, and uh, uh, director of, of healthcare and various healthcare organizations in, in the Red River Valley. And uh, four years ago, I started volunteering at the, at the New Life Center as I just felt a call to, to do something different and get a little, back, a little bit closer to the people that I care for. Sometimes in healthcare administration, you can get a little further removed from the mm-hmm. patient, and I needed to make a reconnection with the people. And uh, that volunteering with my wife and I serving meals at the New Life Center uh, eventually led to me to me working there. I just was so moved by what we were doing there, and the opportunity came up. And So for those that aren't familiar with the New Life Center, what is that? Well, the New Life Center is a rescue mission for homeless men, okay. and it has been around... Since 1907, wow. uh, founded by Reverend McCracken, and it, it was originally titled the Fargo Union Mission and was right downtown of Fargo, and then in 1968 moved out to where it's located right now and began doing business as the New Life Center. Wow, that's fantastic, Tom. And, and you know, the ministering that you do to the homeless there, you also have a store mm-hmm. as well that helps yep. support it. That would be an important thing for our listeners to know about as well. Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, Reverend McCracken, when he founded the mission, always had some format of a, a store uh, or a, a, an entity like that to provide for the, the needs of the man. Uh, you know, back in those days, it was, we'd call them the hobos. Mm-hmm. would come in off the railroad and had very little of, of mm-hmm. clothing and things and food and, and provide for them. So we've always had some fashion of that. But for the last four, four, four or five years, we've really focused on making that store a, um, a primary provider of funding uh, for the, uh, uh, the shelter. Five years ago, we lost money. Uh, this year, we're going to uh, probably make nearly half a million dollars wow. in, in, that, in, in, in and sales. And what is in the store? Everything from clothes. The primary product you sell is clothing. Okay. Uh, but clothing, housewares. Um, so is it uh, all like a secondhand donation type? Uh, yes, yes and no. You'd be surprised what really? you get for donations. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if it's a shopping online thing right now, but we, we have clothing bins around town, and you get stuff brand new out of the tags oh, with wow. tags on them. And we have very good partners in the community that will bring us, uh, like Shields will give us uh, returns and things. And no kidding. You just, you just never know what's, what's going to be in there. It could be a brand new item with a oh, tag on it. That's my kind um, of hunting. I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it is. It's really phenomenal. And I, I know that's, you know, kind of a pop question that I gave you, but yeah. because it is so important for our community know, to well, know the resource that's yeah. available there. And uh, it, it, it's we provide for the, the community as well. We provide mm-hmm. for the men that we serve, and we're the primary uh, referral source for other agencies in the community to send to to uh, to outfit people with clothing and things that they need for apartments and, and such as that and it's a it's a one of the most significant funding resources for the shelter every so many dollars we make is another staff person mm. or another case manager or another addiction counselor so yeah. yeah. So, so those of you listening, uh, if you are around locally, and, and and please seek this out in your own communities as well with your homeless shelters that are serving. Uh, many of them have a store, a vehicle mm-hmm. like you have at the New Life Center that not only provides the needs for the people that you serve and minister, but also uh, people can shop there and uh, find mm-hmm. find something that they might need. And another uh, resource that it offers is, is it gives the guys an opportunity to come over and, and do work. Right. And, and have purpose and, ha- and feel fulfilled. And uh, we try to match them 
their different abilities with the, with the task at the store or a job at the store. So at the end of the day, they go and feel good at what they've done. And they've mm-hmm. also helped us, provided for us, um, so we can give more back to the community. So that, every, everybody wants to have purpose and, and feeling of fulfillment at the end of the day. Absolutely. absolutely. That existential agency is so important for every single one of us, wherever we are in life. Mm-hmm. So what does ministering to the homeless look like during this time of year, Tom? I mean, it's cold outside. We have the virus. I mean, it's got to just be a very challenging time. Well, winter itself always presents many challenges. And uh, this year we have been blessed with the unseasonably warm winter, which has eased some of the tension on the homeless shelters in, in, in the community. Uh, but the, the really, really cold weather will bring in the homeless that are probably the least likely to, to seek assistance and seek shelter. These are the folks that are living in their cars or, you know, you hear people living under the bridge and that actually does, does happen. Uh, these are the folks that, for whatever reason, are not going to seek help or, or, you know, be ready to make changes in their lives. So, um, this is when we offer up additional space in the shelter, different over, overflow spots, and sometimes, even if necessary, ease some of our guidelines and rules uh, just so we can keep these folks uh, safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just becomes a matter of uh, you, you got to make those priorities. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Even though it might not be an ideal, it's like survival is the number one priority, mm-hmm. and to be outside in below zero weather is... The corona, the COVID has been challenging for everybody, yeah. and it's been challenging for us. You know, although we don't, we're not, a, we're not a nursing home. We are a congregate living community, right? And so we had to work on coming up with social distancing policies and social distancing practices, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So normally we are have the capacity to take over 100 people, but we had to cap our census at 75, mm-hmm. and that was really, really difficult mm. for people and that work with the homeless to say, okay, we we might not be able to take somebody in. But if we don't, then we can bring infection into the facility and right. And, right. and just do damage to, to everybody. But the city of Fargo was just very proactive and very helpful. And, and they actually helped us outfit a warehouse across the street from us to no, take no overflow. Kidding. Oh, good. And we had help from a number of vendors in town, JDP Electric and Dietrich Construction, uh, Valley Services, just dropped everything they're doing to come and help us. Beautiful. And in two weeks, we took a, a shell of a building and put in bathrooms, and, and uh, it, it was incredible. And now we have uh, up to 33 individuals that we can serve over there and still maintain as so much of the social distance as we can. Have you had to turn anyone away? No. no. Beautiful. That, no. that is oh, yeah. so wonderful, Tom. I mean, when you say that, it, it just it warms my heart because the power of people working together, I mean, so often... People get in a mentality like it's the government that solves all our mm. problems. And it's like, no, the government's very important. Don't get me wrong. But it's it's the grassroots. It's the mm-hmm. bottom-up solutions that help people, you know, working with people. I've always said if you take care of your family and your neighbor, I mean, goodness sakes, we take care of the majority of the mm-hmm. people in the world. But that's exactly what those companies were doing and you were doing is taking care of your neighbor and, and that's so beautiful. That's really wonderful. Wow. So what are some of the hardships now that you're facing in your efforts to help the homeless? I mean, we talked about COVID. We talked about the winter. But what are some of the other things? Mm. Uh, I think it's just, uh, you know, the, just the challenge. The COVID is probably our primary thing, thing mm-hmm. right now. It, it's, it's just it's, it's on our, our mind constantly. So it, it, mm. in, in some regards... Um, the homeless have, have so many needs, 
and depending on their we have different populations in, in in the shelter. We've got those individuals that, for whatever reason, a mental illness or something like that, probably aren't going to be able to move beyond where they're at. We've got mm-hmm. those individuals that are suffering with addiction that that have have those needs. So we have those those different populations, and actually we we've, we've separated those populations in the shelter to provide to protect them from mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like the NBA sports bubble concept. We uh, we separate our populations and try to keep them from infecting each other. And actually, we've had very, very good luck. We've had very, probably only one or two guys that really actually got sick this entire time. We've had an, a few positive wow. tests, but I've been very, very, very fortunate. I think some of the challenges, like for me personally, is to, is to every day come to work and put on the, put on the lens of Christ mm-hmm. and try mm-hmm. to see these guys as, as children of God and, t- and try not to judge. Mm-hmm. You know, I always thought I wasn't a judgmental person, but that was not the case. (laughs) You know, every, every time I want these guys to act a certain way or have a certain value or, 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 or respond Mm -hmm. like I would respond, I'm, I'm, I'm judging them and I have no idea what's gone on in their life. I have no Mm -hmm. idea how they've been raised. Um, Mental health issues, mental health, abuse. Um, So I just, struggle with I had to challenge myself every day just to see them and just greet them and, and treat them with mercy that is that is uh, so important you know uh, my husband has uh, JD Vance coming to speak at NDSU today he's the author of hillbilly elegy and we watched the movie this mm-hmm. last weekend and and of course my husband read the book so he has a much more you know uh, full concept of about that his life and all the struggles but it is so important to not judge, to, you know, we don't know where they came from, what they went through. You know, you talk about substance abuse or physical abuse. Uh, it could be just a, a thing where they lost their job and they're down on their luck. You know, it could, there's all these varying things. But do not judge is the most important message that all of our listeners can take in today, that we need to be there to reach out and help our neighbor in that trouble. And, um some of us had a, a better deck to deal with than others, and yet we are all made in the image and likeness of God. And to not forget that, yeah, it's just so important. Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Janine Bitson. And we're broadcasting today from the Fargo Studios, and we're talking with Tom O'Keefe from the New Life Center. We need to take a quick break, and when we come back, more with Janine and I and Tom. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. 
Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love. And it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I am Janine Bitson, and I'm joined by Heather Carroll. Wonderful <laughs> to have her this morning. Uh, you know, this is our first time uh, being together, but it just feels like it. It's been that way forever, I really. Well, I've, you spent, know? I've spent so much time listening to you on the radio, you know, that it's like, oh, I know Janine. Oh, well, wonderful. <laughs> well, and I feel the same way about you, Heather. Yeah, we've been having a, a wonderful conversation with Tom uh, O'Keefe from the New Life Center here in Fargo. Um, and when I say wonderful, it's wonderful because of all the good things that we can do as a community to lift up those who are just going through a few struggles in life. And when I say um, not all of us have been dealt the same deck, I mean, some of us have been dealt a really awesome deck of family support and love and uh, really not a lot of need except for the love, you know, in our life. Uh, We have the basic necessities of life, Um, but that isn't the true case for everyone. And as Jesus said, you know, to take care of the poor and the vulnerable, and that is so important. It's a call for all of us, no matter what diocese you're listening in, please look at your local homeless shelters. Please see how you can reach out and help them. We're talking about the New Life Center in Fargo, but this is a problem that we have throughout our country. And uh, if you're listening, um, please look into how you can help your neighbor in need. And so, Tom, that brings us to our next question for you. What are some of the ways that our listeners can help? Well, I'd like to just make a a comment, too, this morning as I came into the station this morning and I was invited to morning prayer with the staff, how how moving that was for me. And, you know, we are a Christian organization as well. And and we start every day in prayer. We start all of our meetings in prayer. And I think that's just such a blessing to be part of that. So the first thing I would ask for from our listeners is prayer. You know, uh, prayer, offer up a mass, offer up a yeah. decade of rosary uh, for those that are homeless in your community, uh, for those people that are working with the homeless to, to provide them with the strength uh, uh, to, and that the, the homeless provide, get that safety and, and the things that they need. Uh, the coronavirus or the COVID has really hampered volunteer activities, but this is going to pass. And at that time, I'd really encourage you to find a place to volunteer. You can get so much more connected with the, the charity that you're, you're, you're giving to mm-hmm. when, when you, um, 
when you, when you volunteer and you actually touch the people that you're, you're serving, mm-hmm. uh, it changed Audrey in my life, uh, serving, uh, serving meals. Uh, and that's, that's why I'm working at, at the mission today. It was, it's, I get far more out of it than I give back. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to, to balance that out. But every day I come home having gotten more than I, than I well, gave. Well, and I think, too, yeah. speaking to the, to the volunteer part of it, I think a lot of people are nervous about volunteering. What's it like to volunteer? What's it like to volunteer? Yeah. Well, is it scary? Are they um, mean? Are they angry? No, no, <laughs> not at all. I won't say that that never happens, but right? that never happens. But most of the guys are so gracious, mm-hmm. and if you just see them and say hello, that's where I got so so touched. As as the few guys that that remembered me when I volunteered, and they're so glad that I, I came back. Mm-hmm. And you, they're just looking for relationships in their their life too. They're 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 the uncle or the brother or or the, the, the nephew that, that we all may have in our life that has, has fallen on hard times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, there's some challenging personalities, but for the most part, they're yeah. just like... A joy. They're, they're just a joy and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and enrich our lives. And uh, um, you know, many of our volunteers come and, and it gives them the, the, a sense of purpose and st- of giving back and spend many, many hours there yeah. uh, volunteering. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, so, so there, there's that. Um, the next thing I would say, uh, as far as what you can help with, is, is, is financial donations. You know, Giving Hearts Day is coming up just around the corner here in Fargo, and a number of charities will be, will be, uh, uh, have the opportunity to give to. But uh, um, the, the financial donations uh, have, have not really have been somewhat of a challenge during the COVID, but the community just stepped up so much. I'm just so mm. amazed by, by God's grace and mercy that... Uh, that people have just continued to give to us uh, and called us and have been worried about us and asked, mm-hmm. what, what do you need and, and how yeah. can we help? Good. Uh, but, but programming for the guys, those guys that are moving forward and trying to get them out of homelessness is, 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 uh, is expensive. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that's significant. And then we talked about the thrift store a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, those things that you have in home, those generally used items that you hold, those clothing items that you're not going to use anymore, uh, those turn into dollars and work for the guys. Uh, we have clothing bins around town, so go to the website, take a look and see where there is at. Uh, you can call the thrift store. Uh, we do pick up uh, and come to your okay. home and uh, or just stop by the thrift store. Our favorite customer is that person that comes and drops stuff off in the back and then goes into the front and door. Shops. Yeah, yes, there you go. Me. That is well, so me. <laughs> and even yeah, I was at uh, well, I was at Costco. Um, yeah, my husband and I have to give it up for Lent. I mean, that's how bad we are sometimes. But, <laughs> but uh, and I and I don't say that really jokingly either. It's true. Really? <laughs> so, story but, unit but anyway, yeah. they have. Um, coats right now and i thought about you guys mm-hmm. in other places it's like 19 dollars for mm-hmm. really nice winter coats and yeah. it's like boy that's such a need no matter mm-hmm. you know absolutely absolutely I mean, you can just go into costco and buy five coats and drop them off at your thrift store yeah that would be a, a tremendous blessing yeah. well and i'm always surprised at um because i think as a mother and a um i tend to think about okay what does my child need the most of and it's and the answer always surprises me, and it might not surprise everybody that's listening. But what is the number one, two, three needs of the men that come in? I'd say personal care items and and like socks and, and, and underwear, those type of things. Uh, men's jeans. Uh, my mom and dad sent down a couple of old lamps that they had, and uh, and, I, and I said I'd take them, but I, I really didn't know if we could sell them or not. But he he packed them in his old jeans, <laughs> and I said, no, that's where the no. gold was really oh, at. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, sure. it was in the jeans. Good to know. 
And, you know, for whatever reason, the, the homeless just don't value things like, like we value them. Mm-hmm. And, and they might just get up and take off and just leave everything behind. Mm-hmm. And then, so the next time they come back, we're going to welcome them back. We're going to tell them we're going to love you. And we're going to get I them the pair, pair of jeans that, that they need. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So uh, those type of things are, are, are the most important things that we need. Well, Tom, we're so grateful that you, you know, listed those things for our listeners. Um, again, that's just something in your own community. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, those are the same exact needs that are, are going to be uh, desired for, for the ministry in your community. Um, you know, it, it is so important for us. I, I want to go back to this, you know, do not judge you know, it's just so important because there are people with mental illnesses. Uh, it could be they were a, a service veteran, you know, and mm-hmm. some of the things that um, are just so hard that they've experienced. Uh, it could be, um, you know, the opiate crisis when I talked about hillbilly elegy and how that just has created such a problem in, um, in our country and around the world. You know, there are certain things that by no fault of their own, you know, that they're plunged into. And so they really need the help of their brothers and sisters in Christ. So are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with us? Um, well, I, th- I think that is, is, is excellent right there, what you're saying, Janine. Uh, uh, that's how we have to approach the homeless mm-hmm. individual is, is as, as a child of Christ and just offer them a smile or offer them. You see a homeless person on the street. Uh, I always think about responding in charity. Mm-hmm. Um, good friend of mine just told us when, when we're challenged in life, we need to respond in charity. So I've, I've reflected on that a lot lately. What does that mean? So when I see that homeless person, what is my heart saying? What is, what am I, what am I seeing? Mm-hmm. Am I seeing that person that maybe isn't clean, that maybe is asking me for money. And that is, it is my response, anger or resentment or, or fear, or do I just see that person? And I can just generally just, even if I don't give them anything, just mm-hmm. greet them and offer them, a smile. Right. That's so beautiful, Tom, because you just reminded me of something I'm going to choke up about. I had left the studio. It's It was last winter, you know, because I remember the snow banks were high. And uh, there was a gentleman who was intoxicated in downtown Moorhead as I was driving home from here. And I was so worried he was going to get hit by a car. And so I pulled over and uh, stayed with him. Um, asked if he wanted me to call for help, and he was like, yeah, so uh, the Moorhead police came to help, but as we were waiting, he just stayed laying in the snow looking at me. He said, are you a Christian? Mm. I was just like, yeah, are you? And that was like, that was just the common, you know, beautiful conversation we shared. And I just said, you know, you're a child of God. And he looked at me, he's like, yeah. I said, you know that, right? And he's like, yeah. And so I said, please get the help you need so that you can help serve God. And it was just, I left that that corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, Tom, God bless you. Thank you for all you do for yeah, the people in our community. Well, there's a lot of people at the shelter that deserve deserve that thanks. And we got to remember it's all for the glory of God. It's right. not it's not for, for us. That We're doing his, his work every day. And he's just blessed me with the chance to be there. Well, we, we thank you so much for all that you do. And, and again, please, listeners throughout our listening area, um, make that phone call or make that trip or 
go start cleaning out that closet. Yeah. It's a wonderful time of year to be doing things like that. And, um, you know, I joke about Costco, but if you are someone who's out and about looking for that great deal, you know, think about how you can bring those new items, whether it be to the thrift store or to someone who can actually wear it. Um, we have Churches United for the Homeless. Um, uh, you know, these places aren't in competition with one another. They each serve in a different way with their ministry, some overlapping, some unique. Um, you know, we need to really reach out and help our neighbor in need. Absolutely. Well, Tom, thank you so much for your work. And if people wanted to find a way to donate online, where would they go? Uh, it's, oh gosh, I don't even know what our oh, website is. Oh, quiz. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just, search, just uh, do search. a Google search for Fargo New, New Life Center. And it'll come up. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You're we appreciate welcome. it. All right. So that was a great interview. Oh, yeah. And it's, um, it is. It's just so important. Um, it is. If we help to shelter and clothe our brothers and sisters in Christ, um, man, and who knows? We could be in that same exact situation. Well, I always walk past, ever since I... Um, interviewed a gal from the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House in Sioux Falls, same same idea of homeless shelter. And it just struck me as so odd that the number one thing they needed were socks. Mm -hmm. And then you think about it. And then, so now every time I pass a large package of socks, I feel compelled to buy them and take them down to them. You know, it's mm -hmm. like the basics. They need the basics. Right. And they're in our backyard. And and we only need the basics as well. Yeah. And that's a lesson for all of us that, yeah. uh, you know, it's not to deny the gifts God's given us, but to use them for His glory. And using them for His glory is to help those that mm -hmm. don't have what we have. Amen. Yeah. Well, up next, we'll have a local couple on air to share their journey after a cancer diagnosis. That's next on Real Presence Live. Live. Engaging. And local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 